Rock Your Mic Right, podcast to the beat of your own drum. Brought to you by CarlyNimmo.com and Radcasters Podcasting School, where you can learn to podcast like a pro, from a pro. All right, let's go. So this week, I hit a huge milestone in podcasting. Carlosophies, my OG, original podcast, reached 250 episodes. So, which means I've been podcasting for almost five years weekly. Now, for someone who was couldn't be consistent at anything, I was a ghoster of the highest order. I had a blog back in 2009 called Carlosophies, and I was one of those people who does something that I talk about all the time, which is the the classic ghost move, right? So I would be consistent for a number of weeks, really excited by it, and then I would just ghost. And then I'd come back a month, two later, and be like, okay, so I took a little break and now I'm back. And you can expect to hear from me every Thursday for like two weeks before I ghost again, right? Like this was my just typical behaviour, in anything. I just couldn't seem to stick to anything. Now, considering that I have been podcasting weekly now for 250 episodes or almost, because I did ghost in the early days before recommitting to myself that this is where I wanted to be. Uh, So today, what I want to share with you is five of the key lessons that I've learned through my almost heading towards five years of podcasting. And it would be five years if I hadn't experienced an issue in the early days. I was originally podcasting under another name, ran into some trademark issues, and had to rebrand everything. I didn't have to, but I chose to. I was in the first year of motherhood, and my daughter hadn't slept for more than 45 minutes at a time. I was exhausted and just not willing to put up a fight. So instead, I rebranded everything. And I'm glad I did because when I rebranded as Carlosophies, that's when I hit success. I really was like, I'm going to make this work. And I pushed it so far that it went to the top of the charts and was picked up by New and Noteworthy. Essentially, These are five lessons from five years of podcasting. Now, the first one is we all start somewhere. And on Carlosophies, I'm actually going back to where Carlosophies started. And it wasn't as a podcast. It was a blog in 2009. And then I used to run on the beach at the height of my depression with a video camera and videotape myself having little moments of clarity in the deep sea fog that is depression, and I would upload them on YouTube. So I'm going to go back into the archives of Carlosophies, not just the podcast, but what was happening before it became a podcast to show where I started. Because it wasn't like this. It wasn't hit record on the mic and let's go. It was way more complicated than that, particularly when I consider where my mental health was at that stage. So the number one lesson is really we all start somewhere and we don't need to have our shit together. I did not have my shit together. I did not have my shit together when I started my original blogger blog. I I certainly did not have my shit together then. And I did not have my shit together when I started Carlosophies in the podcast format. I was highly anxious, still suffering from a little depression, 
in terms of my mental well-being. I, I just wasn't where I am today. So we don't need to have our shit together in order to start. And we all start where we are. If you go over to Carlosophies and subscribe, you'll get to hear one of the first recordings that I did of a blog post that I'd written back in 2009. The audio is atrocious, which is weird because I was working as a voiceover artist. The read is just shocking. (laughs) There's so much shit about it, but it was where I was at at the time. The topic is not something that I would be talking about today either, but it is where I was at at the time and it is nice to be able to look back and reflect on how far I've come. That is the number one lesson, is we all start somewhere and we don't need to have our shit together. The next lesson that I've learnt through my five years is you never know where this stuff is going to lead. Back in 2015, I had no idea that starting that show would end up with me here, doing a podcast about podcasting, having a successful podcasting school, Radcasters, uh, working with 22 amazing podcasting women on developing their programs, also working with some huge brands on creating their own content, driving the creative process and project managing for them. I would have no idea of the people that I would have met over that time the people that I got exposure to due to the fact that I was podcasting, the friendships that I've built, the experiences I've had speaking on stage at We Are Podcast and Pro Blogger and She Podcast Live in Atlanta this year, I would never have thought that that, that this is where I'd be. So we just never know where speaking our truth and creating a podcast is going to lead us. My next point is maybe a little controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Trust is more important than marketing. I don't want to say that you can run a business completely based on trust, like sit back and just allow things to unfold. That might be true. What I'm not saying here is marketing has no place. Marketing absolutely has a place. If we're creating something, we need to let people know about our thing. And that's what marketing is, right? It's about letting people know what we do in the world, what we have in the world, what we create in the world. But what I find is people become so focused on the growth and the marketing that they forget about the trust factor. Now, if you go back in the archives, I did a podcast maybe in the first three, I think it might be episode three, and it was called Why Most Podcasters Are Missing the Mark with Their Marketing. The missing piece is the trust. We're all looking for clever tactics and we're not considering podcast behavior. If you want to learn more about what I'm talking about here, go back and have a listen to that episode. But basically, I feel like most of the marketing that we do and we create around our podcasts don't work based on the medium. The calls to action that we're putting in our newsletter and then wondering why we're getting no clicks. Because we have to keep at the top of our mind how people are consuming podcasts. And our job isn't necessarily to have very clear calls to action, but instead be constantly reminding people of your show. So that when they go and open their podcast app, when they're driving for a couple of hours and they want a friendly voice in their ears, They remember you, but they're not sitting at their computer, getting a newsletter from you, clicking through and listening then and there. It's just not the way people consume podcasts. 
So trust is a big piece of being a podcaster. And that actually leads me into the next point, which is you never know who is listening. I have a relatively small audience for Carlosophies these days because it is really just for me a place of self-expression that I know can help other people, but it's not something that I pour a lot of time and energy in growing. It's more a creative outlet for me. Even with that relatively small audience, there are people listening who I would just not have expected to be listening. And those have led to some pretty cool opportunities. For example, I was contacted recently by a a listener who was wanting to join Radcasters. I had a sale while I was in the States and she signed up and then contacted me and asked if I could give her some further you know, tuition, I guess, or further guidance. And so I jumped on a phone call with her and it turns out she's actually general manager of a huge business in Australia. And she wanted me to come and work with them on producing their show in the capacity that I work as like a creative director, project manager. That just goes to show what trust can do, what putting your work out into the world and then trusting that there are seeds being planted that will grow and flourish. They will bear fruits and you will be the recipient of all the seeds that you've planted or not all of them, but the ones that are meant to sprout will sprout. And this isn't just like one story. There are so many clients that have come to me that I've just been like, wow, I was not expect. you are not like the target market here, yet here you are listening to my show and then engaging me in a coaching capacity or running a retreat or all of those kind of things that I just wasn't expecting that came about due to the fact that I just was showing up, sharing myself, living my best life and trusting. So you just never know who is listening. Those numbers of downloads are actually humans and we don't really know who those humans are. So just at that moment where all, you know, it's all despair and you're wondering if you'll go on, you may just be surprised by who gets in touch to let you know they're listening. The point of the matter is keep showing up and keep trusting Often what we can't see is way more powerful than what we can, but what we can't see requires us to have a greater level of trust. We have to exercise that trust muscle as podcasters. Otherwise, we walk away and we end up missing those opportunities that would have come to us if we had just stuck with it. And the last lesson is growth is rarely comfortable. (laughs) Ah, that old saying, new level, new devil, is so true. I think we have this preconceived idea that when we reach the destination, everything kind of evens out a bit and it's cruise mode from there. But that's not actually how it works. We are constantly growing and busting through new ceilings and growth is uncomfortable, I think sometimes your capacity to deal with that or when you've done enough busting through to the next phase, I think you understand that or you have a greater awareness that this is just a process and that on the other side, 
you know, you'll be busted through that particular ceiling and be able to breathe again. (laughs) But in the moment, it is super uncomfortable and it's very easy to forget that it's temporary. And even if you have built up enough resilience to know that, be able to ride that ride and know that you're going to come out and it's going to be cool, it's not like it ever gets to just coasting because growth is uncomfortable. Think about when you were a kid. Growing pains are a real thing. It's actually painful in your body when we're expanding into the like next evolution of who we are. It can be uncomfortable emotionally and spiritually and all the ways, sometimes even physically. That is something that is very real. Most podcasters who go live or in the lead up or in those very early days will lose their voice. I don't think that's a coincidence. (laughs) They finally find their voice and they're putting it out there and then they lose their voice. It's just the body's way, you know, like this is, it might sound a little esoteric, but when we, when we grow and stretch, there are certain pains that come with that, whether they are emotionally, we get on the roller coaster ride of emotions, we're angry and happy and sad and, you know, almost manic (laughs) in those times, or we can find ourselves in a really deep, depressive kind of mode completely lacking of creativity. That's where I've been lately is I started this show. I was so inspired. And then I just reached this kind of plateau of, oh God, what am I doing? These are all parts of this crazy roller coaster ride that is pod- podcasting. It can take us to places where we lose our voice and where we lose our sanity, when we lose our creativity. But The main thing that I've learned about podcasting in my five years is that it requires us to be committed. And this is like not really the sixth point. It's actually the point. I've been at this for almost five years. For 250 weeks, I've stood at a mic and shared my truth with the world. Even when I felt shit. Even when... I was lacking inspiration, even when I was inspired as fuck, even when I was sick. I am committed to this medium. And that is the number one rule of podcasting, really. That is my number one lesson, is be committed, not just to the medium, but to you. Prove that you can be consistent stick with something long enough that trust just becomes a thing. You might doubt yourself from time to time, but you know that, you know, make podcasting the thing that you can't not do. For me, that has been the case. It has been the thing that I cannot not do. I mean, I could. I could very easily just go and hide under a blanket and go, you know what, creativity's gone. But I know that the biggest growth happens when I show up Despite that, I'm all about honouring yourself, but sometimes honouring yourself requires you to stretch. And that's what I've done over the past five years, over the past 250 eps. I've stretched. 
I've stretched in the most wonderful ways and it's taken me to the most fabulous places with the most amazing of humans. But none of it would have happened if I hadn't shown up here, if I hadn't hit record, and more importantly, if I hadn't hit publish. And then if I hadn't stayed committed to myself and to you, my audience. So that are, that's my reflections on 250 episodes of Carlosophies. You know, there's, I've actually done way more than 250 episodes podcast-wise, um, but having one show and being consistent at that for five years, regardless of what has gone on in my life in that time, and a lot has gone on in that time. It has been the biggest gift to me and more importantly, or not more importantly, but equally importantly, my audience. But none of it happens if we don't hit record and we don't hit publish and we're not committed. So that's it from me today. I'm Carly Nimmo. This is Rock Your Mic Right. Until next week, peace out. Carly Nimmo signing off. This was Rock Your Mic Right. Until next week, bye-bye now. <laughs>